0: their friends welcome to the why the f not podcast i am your host steven brogan cortez welcome to episode 47 my guest today is paris nicole a good friend of mine we did a production of ragtime uh, back in our college days and we've we come together today. She joined on to the podcast to uh, share with, uh, with me, with us, uh, her journey. Her journey as an actor, a dancer, working with Beyonce, uh, dancing at the Oscars, uh, balancing work life uh, with self-care. Uh, I had a great time. Please get cozy. Uh, without further ado, uh, Paris Nicole. Go. We're live. Uh, oh my gosh. We are live. Uh, the Why the F Now podcast. Uh, I am Steve Brown Cortez. And today with me, I have uh, a really good friend of mine who I did a show with back in college. Uh, strike one for saying that in the podcast. Back <laughs> in college. Uh, yes, we did a person. show together. We, like, we all became family. And here we are years later. You're on the show. I want to welcome Paris Nicole hey what's uh, up everybody paris paris
1: i yeah.
0: can i just say i want to just start off by saying uh my day-to-day workout mm. is in part by thanks to you if i can say to <laughs> your instagram well you're just like have you gotten your endorphins in today yes or not yet and i'm like
1: yeah
0: She's not motivation. giving me a no. She's not giving me a no. No no's in this bitch.
1: Not yet. Oh, not can yet. I cuss? I'm sorry. Hell
0: yeah, you can. Why not? Okay. Please. Uh, Why but I, not? But yeah, but Paris, how have you been? You know, like in all sense of the question, how are you? How have you been?
1: I've, I've been good. I've been pursuing acting dance for, full time now since... 2015. I graduated 2014 college and it took me about a year so I was like, okay. I'm going for it and it has been a journey. Wow. And it's, you know, it's has all these ups and downs, but I wouldn't change it for anything and I'm so grateful because I feel like whenever I'm having downs, I have a good circle of people around me that remind me who I am and what I'm doing this for and Keep me motivated and inspired to keep going. Because I feel like every day, I'm an emotional person and I'm sensitive. So, like, I have ups and downs literally every day. Social media may not see it. And I feel like that's okay because I don't feel like I need everybody in my business. I give a lot of my business out already. Yeah. And my content. So, uh, but But with stuff like this, I'm open to sharing about it because. It's life. Trying to make it seem like everything is peaches and cream. Like, nah. I go through a lot mentally. But at the same time, I'm so grateful to feel like I'm always grateful for my inner peace that I do have. And the optimism I have. And just like the gratitude overall. Like no matter what's happening, I know that there's so much for me to be grateful for. So it's like I can be sad for, for a little bit or disappointed. Then I got to remember all the things I do have, all the things I have accomplished, all the people who are in my life, all the people who do love me and care about me, in spite of how I may feel or care about myself sometimes, you know?
0: God, sounds like you're a pretty rich person. You have a lot in your life to be thankful
1: for so much and so do you like the fact that you're able to have the resources to make a podcast you know a lot of people wish that they could do it or wish they could afford a mic or or wish they had friends to have on as guests people don't even have friends i'll
0: tell you i was talking to stephanie my partner about uh, about you know just how thankful i am that People like you have agreed to come on to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not the conversations alone have fulfilled me, but the like you reach a hand out in the darkness so you don't know if anyone's gonna reach back. And yeah. when someone reaches back, you're like, oh yes. And like if they don't, yeah. that's fine. That's fine too. Yeah. You know, but fine. but if they do, you're like, oh, I'm gonna appreciate this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one in. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that also just goes to show, like, don't be afraid to ask. Like, you never know somebody's going to be willing to say yes if they have the time. And if they don't, then it's also important not to take things personally.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But,
1: you know, you never know who you're helping by doing stuff like this. You never know what people are going to take away from it. So shout out to you for making this podcast happen.
0: Oh, man. Well, thank you. It was why the F not, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, okay. So you were talking about your journey. And I know that when we all did Ragtime, what was your major at CSUN? What were you studying?
1: My major was um, business marketing. I started as a theater major, but then I was like, I don't need a degree in theater to like tell me I can act.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then I was like, let me have a backup plan. You know, And marketing, I figured I could market myself, my own businesses if I end up creating one one day. So I ended up going with that degree.
0: This whole time, I thought you were a kinesiology major. I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Paris, the dancer. Yeah, she's a great dancer, man.
1: <laughs> but I did was on a dance crew at CSUN. Mm. And that's what helped me realize, oh, I can pursue this professionally because growing up, I thought, if you were a professional dancer, it meant you just did ballet. Mm. Or like, I didn't think that dancers could really make a living. And now I'm living it, so it is possible. But I, it took me to be on this dance crew and seeing that other people who used to be on the dance crew pursuing it and doing things, booking music videos and commercials, and movies. So like, oh, I guess I should try for it. You, it's not easy though.
0: No, no, it's it's, it's The dance it's world a is
1: actually. It's very competitive and it can be very discouraging.
0: Whoa, how so?
1: Because with acting auditions, you go in a room by yourself, and at least now, last couple years, it's all self tape, so you're mm-hmm. really by yourself with maybe your one reader. And then you go on about your, you submit it. You go on about your life. If you don't hear back, you don't hear back. And you just move on. Dance auditions? There's three hundred people in the room. You have to learn a dance with fucking ten other to a hundred people in front of you, in front of a mirror, then you have to go in groups of three to five people in front of everybody. And then they cut you right there Ooh. or they keep you. So they come up to you right after you do the routine. You feel all the pressure of like, do I remember the steps? And then this person's watching me. And then I just, you feel all this judgment on all the eyes. And then you get told in front of everybody, thank you. Or you could stay. But when they tell you, thank you. You try to, it's funny because it's like all of us do it. We try to linger on a little bit before we actually leave so people can't tell if we got asked to stay or no. Oh.
0: <laughs> but
1: it's very intimidating and it can be very discouraging if you keep being told no in front of everybody. Then you're like, do I even want to go to dance auditions anymore?
0: And how do you keep and going after every no? What What's, keep, well, what's I, kept you going?
1: Um, Just believing in myself but honestly i haven't been to an open dance audition since i booked the disney
0: oh wait time out we're talking we're talking in the past this is what you used to have to go to now yeah now now hopefully you're getting calls personal calls like can we get paris nicole and we'd like to see her
1: yeah well i mean it's kind of like that, but now most of my dance auditions are really like commercials. So then I'll mm. just have to submit a self tape, right? Except for I did audition for the Beyonce Oscars in person. Mm-hmm.
0: Congratulations that on cool. that!
1: Thank you. That was cool because it was a it was really a select group, so it wasn't that many girls. And kind of when I went in, I knew I was going to get it pretty much.
0: And were these girls from all over the country? What was the- well? The thing
1: is. They were looking for singers who can dance. And so there's only so many, there's so many singers and there's so many dancers, but singers who can dance is more of a niche. So there was only like 10 of us. Mm. And then I think eight of us got picked out of the 10. So I knew it was, I knew I was going to get the call the next day.
0: And what was that experience for you? like?
1: My gosh, it was a dream come true because when I went into the audition they didn't tell us what it was they didn't tell us what it was for they didn't tell us the artists. they just said this is a big sad project and we can't disclose the information but when I auditioned we were auditioning to a Beyonce song so I was like is this for Beyonce? Oh my freaking out, is
0: this for Beyonce?
1: had no idea and then I had to wait until I booked it the next day to find out it was for the Oscars Wow! So that was like a double whammy for me because one, obviously every actor we want, we strive for to win an Oscar or be at least be nominated. And I actually put um, Holly Berry holding the Oscar on my vision board for this year. No way. Not that I thought I would get an Oscar this year, but just, I like to see it and visualize. I make a vision board at the end of, I usually do it like the first week of January, but last year I decided to do it the end of December to help manifest for the whole rest of this year. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was just cool to see how I manifested the Oscars from my vision board in a way that I didn't expect, but it was way better than I would have expected for myself, at least this year, because I've also always wanted to work with Beyonce. Yeah. Like she's the top of the top. And so I got to sing and dance with Beyonce for the Oscars. And that was my first time performing for an award show too. So it was like, God really showed out with that. (laughs) And just being able to meet Beyonce, she's a goddess. She's like, she works hard. She does, she's super professional. She wasn't like acting Hollywood or like a robot, like you don't know how Beyonce is because everything is so like planned Mm -hmm. as far as what she exposes to the world. Mm -hmm. But in person, she's genuine. She gave us compliments, said we sounded good when we were singing. And she just knew what she wanted. She was like, okay, we gotta, I need to do this five more times. Like she's very precise. She knows how many times it'll take her to get. She knew like how she wanted the music to sound. Cause when she heard it, she was asked her music director, can you add beats here? Can you do this? And mm. it's just like, everyone's just on top of it, but it was never no diva energy. Oh. And that's what I appreciate about that experience. Cause you, you hate when you meet someone that you're a fan of and then they end up being a jerk or something.
0: It's so disheartening, heartbreaking. But
1: she, Yeah, exactly. But she was not. So I still hold her on this pedestal. Queen bee. Yeah. And I'm gonna use that as clout the rest of my entire life.
0: Do it. I mean I get
1: to use that as clout.
0: That's on, like Honestly, what's next? Because, exactly Because it just seems it just seems like you're like, oh I can do this, oh, I'm gonna do it. Oh I can do this, I'm gonna do it. So so what's next? Like do you see any like what's next for you? Where are your endeavors taking you?
1: Well, I recently um in
0: I mean, I have watched goal. Mad on YouTube, your series.
1: Ah, thank you for just watching. I don't know if you yeah.
0: want to talk about that. I'd love to talk about that if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, we can. I was just going to bring up what I did after the Oscars. Is I ended up booking a role in the remake for the movie White Man Can't Jump.
0: No, you did not. Then, Seriously? And Wait. And that's
1: with 20th Century Fox. And that's my first... Major studio, motion picture, like feature film. That I feel like I've been booking like independence a lot of independent stuff, mm-hmm. or like kind of semi. But this is also under Disney, so it kind of was like a full circle of me going from Disney tour to being in a movie that's under Disney Corporation. And I have lines. It's yes, not you just do. Like a quick little it's not a co-star. It's more like a guest star supporting because I I play Tiana Taylor's best friend. So I'm throughout. I'm not like all in it, but I got like a good four scenes. You you're
0: I'm messing up my mic right now. You're there.
1: So like I'm you're super proud of that. You were at the show and now
0: you're just going to more shows now. You know, everyone's trying to be. I want to make, I want to make, I want to be at the show, you know, the show, the big show, my the one. And you're just going after every, one after another, Paris.
1: And that was, man, that was also just another, you know, dream come true for me to like experience being thrown in. To something major with, with well-known actors, and feel like I held my own. You know, I feel like I've been preparing for years and years and years, but then it's still that nerve-wracking feeling. Like, okay, there's no rehearsal; you're just going in, meeting these people for the first time, and I gotta be your best friend. Like, all oh, like Tiana Taylor. I'm also <laughs> a fan of her music and her life in general, and she also exceeded my expectations of like. She was a real one. She gave me a hug immediately when she met me.
0: Oh, nice. Just a
1: genuine None of that
0: California hug stuff, the half. No. Oh, good hug. Came in,
1: gave me a hug. And and on top of that, while we were shooting that week, her brother got killed. And she still came into set. What? Are you serious? She came into set... She found out and she had, luckily that next day, conveniently, it was just off for her anyway. She came in that next day after, so two days after finding out her brother was killed, she had, went to work, didn't stop the show. And she, that was insp- inspirational for me to be around because she was just like, you know what, what? just because I'm going through something that I couldn't control doesn't mean I have to ruin hundreds of people's jobs. You know, like, I still have to do my part because I don't want to ruin everybody else's lives just because something happened in mine. And I was like, damn. The will. Yeah. The
0: will you have to have to just. Strength. Be like, I have to leave this at the door for a little bit. I'm sure she had her moments before work. To like feel it and to like do whatever her process was, right? But to, to be able yeah. to just come in and say, I have to do what I got to do in and out. Let's do a good job. Right. And
1: in between takes, she, you know, kept to herself and she had a book about grieving that she was reading to keep her, you know, calm. And I was like, wow, that was in- inspiring for sure. So I try to take away something of importance from each set or each job that I do Mm. take away a lesson and that was for sure one of them for sure and yesterday they sent me a shirt no they didn't where is it "Uh."
0: she's off to get the shirt this podcast has no video so you uh, have not seen her leave for the shirt (laughs) She's returned.
1: Um, It says, yeah, it has a shoe and it says white man can't jump and then crew on the back. And then they sent me a note that says, well, it has my name and my character's name and cast. So I'm like, this is cool because I've never been sent a gift from Hmm. something. And they said, thank you for all your hard work and dedication on white man can't jump from the director and the producers.
0: That's wonderful. So when's the movie come out? Who knows? Ah. Uh,
1: Who knows? I... I'm hoping... You know, by... So, someone's crying outside.
0: So, Someone I right, little baby?
1: What's going on? You can hear it?
0: I heard a little bit, yeah.
1: Oh. I don't know what that is okay but yeah <laughs> hopefully hopefully it comes out next year i mean i don't assume it would come out this year because i don't know i know shit takes time but
0: post-production mumbo jumbo and whatnot well okay let's I, if you don't mind let's let's rewind it a little bit i want to re- i'm curious i'm curious where where did the journey start for you where where did you start performing when what what what, what, when was that first moment you're like "Ah, i like this
1: so um my mom has been doing theater since i was born like since before i was born and i was like talent runs in my family so i always felt drawn to performing and so like whenever in elementary school we had like school assemblies you know I always wanted to have a solo and singing or you know something like that and then I remember I did audition for Bye Bye Birdie and I was just ensemble whatever but then when I was in middle school my mom put me in a performing arts school Mm. called Amazing Grace Conservatory in LA and my first play was Grease and we actually at the performing arts school, they rented out the Los Angeles Theater Center theater. So we had a real theater, a real set, real dressing rooms. And after doing that, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. And having a real audience, not just like, you know, the parents in the like, the auditorium, <laughs> like this was legit. Full out. We learned acting, singing, and danced. Learned about makeup. Learned about costumes. Just seeing things built literally from scratch, and I knew that this was for me. I knew it.
0: That's the best I part about that, theater, yeah.
1: That live energy. Mm-hmm. And then you know, we all want to transition to TV and film. It's it's a different muscle that you got to use. There's definitely a huge difference from me being on stage at Disney and being like. <laughs> You know, like high-pitched <laughs> right. voice, high-energy on 10, and then being on camera. And it's like, nah, it's the subtleties mm. that make a performance strong, not being big. Mm. One thing I did learn, though, is that you got to find a balance. From doing White Man can Jump, I, I felt like I toned myself down a lot.
0: Mm. In what and, way?
1: Well, I was trying not to be so big and extra because I'm like, okay, this is a major motion picture. Like, let me try to be funny in the most subtlest, most subtlest way—a <laughs> subtlest, subtle way. And looking back, I'm like, no, don't hold back, Paris. I could, I know I did great, but I know I could have done more. So for me the less another lesson I learned is like have them tell me to tone it down. I need to still bring my big energy and like the wildest ideas I can and then let them bring me back. Like, okay, that was cool, but do this instead or try to, you know, instead of staying at this level where I feel like, Oh, this is T V and film, let me let me keep it here. Be you small. Know? Let me keep it small. Right. No. I mean, obviously, there's level to it, but the kind of character I had, I feel like my character is more of a comedic relief. Yeah. And so I could have, I could have pushed it more. Yeah. So just finding those balance, balance in everything we do, but like not being scared to take things to the top notch.
0: Hmm.
1: Just because of what I feel like I've seen or heard, you know, like one thing I do know is people don't know what they want until they see it. And I've proven that for myself multiple times, like, just taking the risk of improvising something and then the director likes it. And it's like, ha-ha, see, you didn't know, but I had to show you.
0: You gotta take risks, whatever comes yeah, instinctively. You-, you have to trust yourself, right?
1: And, fun fact about taking risks or speaking up, is like that's how I got my role in Ragtime is when I did when we were doing auditions for Ragtime they only were auditioning like the lead parts but I didn't really want to be Sarah mm-hmm. so after I did my audition um, I went up to the director I was like hey are you did you already cast Sarah's friend because that's the role I really want and he was like huh no we have it but I could see you, maybe, potentially. And I was like, okay, well, just thank you. And then when Patrick, you know Patrick? Yeah. He, he saw the cast list before me. He was like, Paris, you got Sarah's friend. And I started crying. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I spoke up, and it worked. Because I don't know who he would have given it to if I didn't say something. Yeah. But that was just that moment I was proud of myself, like, wow. I said something and it came through and it fell through, and that's happened to me multiple times since.
0: Just putting yourself Sh- out there saying, Why shoot not? Your I'm shot. gonna go, Yeah, shoot your shot.
1: Just like you asking me to do this, you know? You shot your shot and it worked out.
0: Why not, man? I, Why not? I was so nervous. I was honestly so nervous. Only really? Because, yeah. And not necessarily because of like, um not not because of like um uh anything of you personally not at all it's my anxiety was just building up this uh this interview this conversation we're gonna have like with my my friend paris i know she like she's a professional i want to like make sure i don't mess up i do this right and i started just getting into my head and That's so funny. I, I started putting the idea of who you are and the idea of what this podcast is or whatever, I, I, I building it with so much anxiety, uh, I had to just honestly, work out, get some endorphins going, get that frustration <laughs> out. Yeah. And I was able, able to just, you know, let that let that thought go the ego, you know, ego tries to get in the way
1: funny that we do that to ourselves
0: mm. and
1: I have to work on that as far as like I've noticed for me now it's like I will feel intimidated when I'm around certain people that I'm, I've, I'm fans of mm. But it's funny, the mindset, if you don't know who someone is, you come at them regular. you're not intimidated. But as soon as you know who someone is, you're like, oh, but they may not want to talk to me, or they, I don't want to be like a fangirl. I don't want to look like I'm this, and you know? But it's like, why do I do that? And it's something I'm currently working on. Because there's been two times where I've been in the same room as Issa Rae.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
1: Huge fan, and I look up to her, and I want to follow in her footsteps. I'm proud of like the way that she's paved and I just froze like I felt intimidated to go talk to her but that bothers me mm. because she's a human just like us. So like what difference does it make? And I have to like tell myself even if she were to be rude to me, then at least I won at least I tried. And two, it's still a good story. Like, oh my God, I tried to talk to Issa and she was such a, you know, but most likely she probably wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so I we play these narratives in our head of like this, un, this stuff that just may not happen. And I don't like that I do that when it comes to certain s- celebrities because also I have to look at myself as a peer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because eventually I would be, I think just like, I'm intimidated because I know she doesn't know who I am yet. Mm. But I have to go in with the confidence that she will know who I am, especially if I introduce myself in the proper way, you know? And it's just, I can't be scared to. And that's like, yeah, something I'm currently working on as a human.
0: <laughs> the way you are, the way you just approach people, situations, like the way you approach Ken at Ragtime, uh, like if you were to approach Isarae, you know, like, there's a difference of knowing you because of your work and then knowing you because of your introduction at some production you were with together. You know what I mean? Like, you were like, yeah. oh, you just came at me like a person, like a yeah. human. Because I don't know if yeah. it's like like those narratives you say that we spin in our heads, you know, whenever we're around people who we admire. Yeah. You know, but we realized, uh, no, they were a baby just like I was once, you know.
1: and they're human and we all have insecurities and we all going through something no one's ever not going through something
0: Mm -mm, mm -mm. so Uh, you're talking you're talking about balance it's all about balance and I what do you so you I I see that you your work your work ethic is impeccable Uh, so how do you balance that you know like the play side if you will how do you relax when you're not working Mm -hmm.
1: That's very hard for me, actually. Mm. I've been constantly working on how to balance and being okay, allowing myself to rest and relax. Because I always feel like keeping myself busy makes me feel worthy. Mm. Which is interesting, but then I, I. Notice it's you know when you overwork your body, your body will shut down. Whenever mm-hmm. you don't want to rest, your body will make you. So that's another thing I'm constantly working on is just being okay, giving myself rest days
0: mm.
1: and time to relax. I don't need to create content. I don't. It's okay if I don't work out. Mm. It's okay if I'm like just sit at home and watch TV for the day. So what helps with me with that is having friends who are already accepted that part. You know, they're like, it's okay. <laughs> You've done a lot. Like, relax. Take a day. And I think just having a good support system is crucial for balance. Hmm. We can't be in our heads all the time. Oh can't go through this life solo like we can accomplish a lot by ourselves but at the end of the day it doesn't mean nothing you have no one to share it with mm-hmm. and express those feelings towards, or like if we're going through stuff to have someone to be there to like reset us so that's where my balance comes in is like spending time with friends to reset my, my brain and to get different perspectives on life and whatever i'm going through at that time and just accepting that I need to have rest days and give myself breaks for mental clarity, peace of mind, you know, and that balance. So I'm not overworked and therefore creating unhealthy, you know, situations in my body.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like we gotta be healthy. Our health is our wealth.
0: Mm, amen. The same way, like if you don't take care of your body, you get exhausted, it'll shut down. The same way goes for your mental health, right? If your exactly. heart, if your mind is overwhelmed, if your heart's heavy and you're not tending to that, it'll mm-hmm. shut you down. It'll sit you down.
1: It literally will, and it literally has for me. multiple times. I think, I truly believe that any illness that we have is directly correlated to something spiritually we're going through mm. something we're holding on to or we're battling mentally creates mm. a physical ailment oh, yeah. one way or another pain in the shoulder, a sore throat, a headache, all <laughs> of that comes from something we're going through spiritually. And then you just got to tap into what is that to release it, figure out the root. And also, you know, do I've been working on just trying holistic ways of healing
0: yeah like what teas
1: drinking um, natural teas not Mm. like bag teas but like going where it's like the bag of still loose leaf nice um obviously exercise is a form that helps me because I know when I look good I feel good yeah and um just eating more fruits and veggies I stopped eating meat okay I still eat seafood But I use that as like a treat. I don't eat seafood every day.
0: Okay. Um, Where are you getting your protein then? Like if you're eating fruits and veggies, is it like supplement, powder, shake form?
1: uh, Protein is, there's protein in different uh, vegetables, vegetables, Mm. like uh, grains like quinoa, uh, chickpeas. Oh, nice. You know, there's different ways to get protein outside of meat. Mm. and I think that's something that a lot of people don't really realize. They feel like, oh, we need meat for this, for the strength, but if you look it up, like, the gladiators were vegetarians. They didn't eat meat, mm. and they were all but and I mean, I have a friend now who's been vegan for six years, and he's super in shape and fit and big muscles, so mm. he's the one who kind of helped He not kind of, he's the one who is the reason I've transitioned, because he's opened my eyes to Everything that's the way our meat is processed, killed, processed, and manufactured for us to facting
0: farming in general is a disgusting industry. Whether it's yeah. meat, veggies, like it's all like there's so much death behind like veg, like vegetable farming. Even even vegetables, yes. There's, there's so like much death. It's, it's genetically it's, it's, modified oh, vegetables.
1: Yeah. and Just it's so much to learn. I'm just beginning. I'm like I started. January first. No way. So I'm still very, very fresh, but the knowledge I've received in these last seven months have really shifted my world and I Mm -hmm. don't see myself ever wanting to go back to eating meat and just fully understanding what I'm putting in my body. He's even got me like Looking at the back of packages. And some mm. days, a lot of days, I'm just like, F it. I'm going to eat this.
0: I want a snack. But,
1: but he did bring it to my attention that, you know, that's being lazy. Yeah. I eat for convenience instead of nutrition. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this is why my body's tired. This is why I can't, wasn't able to get rid of certain fats on my body. this was why, you know, certain things aren't healing quick enough because of what I'm putting in my body. Mm -hmm. it's all internal
0: it's this country's like the food that's readily available for us is horrid
1: it's terrible and it's also cheap
0: yeah the worst part you
1: get worked up on like okay buying this head of lettuce is more than buying this already made salad so it's like you just can't be lazy but your health is your wealth and then you pay for it later if you don't take care of our bodies internally you're gonna pay for it at the doctor's
0: oh yeah it's gonna be a big bill metaphorically and and literally
1: it's a fat bill yeah so why not invest I mean he's planted that seed in my head like people will spend thousands of dollars on a on a bag or on some shoes hundreds of dollars on shoes but why aren't you using that money for food Mm -hmm. to eat stuff that's actually good for our bodies that'll make us live longer instead of we're caring about these shoes on our feet,
0: hmm.
1: and how that looks.
0: Yeah, we're definitely a materialistic people. But how about this? What's your favorite go-to healthy snack?
1: My favorite right now is sliced cucumber with hummus.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: love it. <laughs> or 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 carrots with hummus. But then he also told me that carrots aren't really real or good for us i'm like i can't eat it
0: paris and, honestly if you you can oh go down God. a rabbit hole like you could go down a rabbit hole that tells you that broccoli isn't real and that you shouldn't yeah, eat that broccoli
1: broccoli's not real Rah, you've been there. It. and it's so freaking annoying because it's like you think you're doing good and then you get some more knowledge of actually this is man-made this is not from god's green earth this is just like okay okay mm. But you can look at it like, well, at least it's not, you know, a chili cheeseburger. Yeah. So you're trying to do better. It still may not have the, the nutritional value you think it has, but it's a step better, closer than, you know, putting McDonald's in us.
0: hmm And then, oh. And then when you find out about all those microplastics and how many we already have just because of generations of ingesting it
1: man, I'm like, it, it took me, and I'm still on this journey, and it still gets frustrating at times, but when I first started, it, everything was pissing me off. I was <laughs> like, I can't eat this. No, but this is good. Like, I was really getting frustrated and irritated, and he really had to be hard on me, like, Paris, you're lazy. Hmm. And you know me, I work so hard, you see, so mm-hmm. being called lazy was offensive. <gasps> I'm like, I'm not lazy? It's like, <laughs> yes, you are. You just only eat for, at your convenience. Why do you have a bag of Doritos in your back seat? You think that's going to do something to you? For you? No, that's lazy. You just want to eat this bag of chips, but no. Go home and meal prep. Cut your some car- own some cucumbers and bring that. Bring yourself some grapes. Seeded grapes. Mm. They can't be regular grapes. They have to be seeded grapes because those are the only real ri-
0: Everything you Everything. On, you can keep. It's the, exhausting
1: talking about it right the,
0: now. The thing that I got to, I try to stay away from. That is so hard. Is uh, those um, processed oils? Right. So uh,
1: now I only cook and eat avocado oil. There or it is. Seed oil.
0: There it is. Like the way the way I heard it is, if you can squeeze it and oil comes out, you're good. Like olives, mm. avocados. You don't have to make that go through some gnarly process to have it come out.
1: Yes. But olive oil, see, like we're not supposed to do canola oil or vegetable oil. So mm-hmm. I always thought we taught like olive oil is good for you to cook with. We're oh, not no. supposed to cook with olive oil. Olive oil air. can be used for salad or like um, I like guess a base for dressing. But it's not meant to be at the high heat because once it's in our body, it makes the oil hardens, and it and it clogs our arteries and it makes more fat. When it's cooked.
0: I mean, yeah, you do. You know what? That kind of had... Because every time I see people using just olive oil as a base for a dressing, it always made me... I always thought that was weird isn't oil for cooking. But no, if like olive oil is meant for as a base for like a mix or a base for like, you know, like like a dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. But avocado oil can take high heat and it doesn't process like that inside of us. So I don't...
0: That's what I live by. There's so much...
1: So much research still needs to be done on my end, but as every day it's a process. And I'm proud of my progress because, um, you know, we grow up eating a certain way. And we only know as our parents grew up eating a certain way and their parents grew up eating a certain ah. way. And so it's just passed down from generations and we don't know that it's wrong. And we may know, but then, like, for me, if something hurts my stomach when I eat, I'm like, oh, man, that messed me up, and then I'll go still eat it a month later or two weeks later just not caring, instead of like, okay, why did it make my stomach hurt? Should I be putting that in my body? And then I make the conscious choice to not put my body through that turmoil again? Instead, we're just, oh, I know this is going to mess me up, but I still going to eat it anyway, and I'm going to still eat it in a couple weeks. I'll just give my body a little time. <laughs>
0: Instead and of I've listening. i like that
1: so long. Because I love Tommy's. I mm. love chili cheese. I love the chili cheese fries.
0: Ooh, is that it? Is that the guilty trip for That you? was
1: it for me. Yes. But then, you know, as I got older, of course, I realized that's something that really has to just be a treat. Mm. It wasn't something I was eating weekly. But now it's like, it's completely X now. There's no way. I can do, I can try a vegan chili cheese fries. That'll be like my guilty instead of like the actual, actual. Mitchell it's dogs. so much, it's
0: so much, Steven. Oh, my oh, gosh, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so much.
0: All right, well, hey, I have now because we've got we've gotten to a good place on in the show. And we I don't know if you've heard, but like we have a little segment on this show where I ask a set of questions. Uh, and these questions are from... Do you know Inside the Actor Studio with James um, Lipton, the late, great James Lipton?
1: I feel like I've heard it, but I, I'm not familiar.
0: So Inside the Actor Studio was a, a TV program on Bravo, and it was a master's class in Pace University. And uh, James Lipton would... Uh, hold that would be hosting the lecture and they would bring in actors and actresses so Robert Downey Jr. Mel Streep like there's they're all on YouTube you can see them and he just does a whole interview and at the end he has a set of 10 questions that they're, they're nothing too provocative or crazy but it's it's 10 questions that that uh, just help peek into your head, get to know you, you know what I mean?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I, nothing too crazy, I promise you, okay? Okay. All right, let's see. Right. Are you ready for it?
1: Yes. Are they right. yes or no questions or they're...
0: Uh, no, not not yes or no questions. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Very
0: straightforward, though. Very straightforward. All right. Let's see. Here you go. Ready? The first question is, what is your favorite word? What's my
1: favorite? Word.
0: Give it time.
1: Um, yeah. Um, I don't even use this word a lot, but indubitably is like one of my favorite words just to say. And I, you know, I'm glad you asked because I need to use it. <laughs> indubitably.
0: Indubitably.
1: <laughs> it's just such a fun word to say. So I would say that's my favorite word. Like, that's the first answer. I'm sticking <laughs> to it. <laughs>
0: what is your least favorite word?
1: Pussy? I don't know. I don't say it. I just like, I'd rather say all the other words. See. I can't guess. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go with that. <laughs> all right.
0: Um, next question. What turns you on? What makes you happy?
1: Um, what makes me happy is noticing growth in myself. And being feeling good about something, I've grown in an area. It's learning any type of thing. If I feel like I've grown in it. I'm like, it, it makes me happy, and so it turns me off. Being good at something, it's being good at growing in life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it turns me off.
0: <laughs> what turns you off? What makes you unhappy?
1: Uh, turns me off for people who are just haters, people who are like negative, pessimistic. Haters turns me off so much. I cannot surround myself around it. I don't like seeing it, witnessing it. It's just so whack to me. Yeah. I'm so the opposite.
0: Nice. (laughs) What sound or noise do you love?
1: <laughs> I Don't want to go dirty, you? It's, I don't know where this podcast comes in and who's gonna hear it. So I would say I do like it's it's like the ASMR of like um, fingers going into Play-Doh. Mm. I don't know if that's really even a sound. It's like a quiet, like a... I don't know how to make it without doing it, but... Uh, and I like the sound of waves. That's so soothing, and it helps me go to sleep.
0: Nice. What sound or noise do you hate?
1: Like, nails on a board. Like that... That, and I also don't like the sound of flies. I like that buzzing sound by mm-hmm. my I hate it. It's so annoying. Two you got two answers
0: for that. Alright. Alright, this is uh this is a favorite one. What is your favorite curse word?
1: Ooh. I think it's buck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: I would say be cinematography. Like, I feel like I have a good eye. So, like, photography, cinematography is something that, you know, I've tapped in with just to help friends out. But I were to choose something else, it would probably be that. Because I mm-hmm. like helping people bring people's visions to life as well. Or seeing, capturing moments for people and then them being happy. It's like being good at everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me joy. But that's what I would do.
0: Nice. What profession would you not like to do?
1: Whatever the job is of cleaning porta potties. Whoever, whatever top title that is, I cannot. And will not. Never. Ever.
0: <laughs> Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: I would like him to say that I did a good job. Fulfilling my purpose while I was on earth. And that's why this time. Although I truly feel that, you know, obviously everyone's going to go at some point. And if we're here, it means we have a purpose to fulfill. So don't be worried about death. Just be worried about doing what we need to do while we're here. To fulfill our purpose. Mm. So I just would want to know that like, I've exhausted all of everything that I could to make God happy. And it's mm. like, call me, call my spirit home.
0: Wonderful. Well, we did it. We got to the end of the podcast. Paris, please if you if you want to plug anything, share what you're working on anything, yeah, take the floor.
1: I have my YouTube channel, The Paris Nicole, and I have a couple web series on there, Mad Mom's Diva or uh, Mom T, which stands for Mom and my Auntie, Mom T and a couple short films. so I always need help like bringing those views up. So if you want to check out some funny content, go ahead. The Paris Nicole. And that's the same on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. It's the same on everything. So I would love any support. No trolls, please. Just no, no. all love. Cause that's what it's about. I just want to make people smile, laugh and think. And you know, go on about their day, feeling good. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Ah, That's it. That's it. Awesome. Thank you. You made it to the end of the episode, the outro, if you will. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget uh, to check out Paris Nicole's uh, YouTube page for all her short films, all her web series. She's been working on like mad Uh, please feel free to check out the uh, the description all of the links are going to be down there uh, as well as my instagram links all my profiles and whatnot and uh, oh yeah most importantly do not forget you are enough you are more than enough it's crazy how enough you are all right bye